1: All the pain by the riverside If you can't walk on your own, need to get a ride Come around in the whack, you can get inside Take a dip into the water and you're purified. See me waist deep Put your hands high, stars shining so bright in the night sky. Feel the energy awaken all the possibilities of whatever you imagine in the mind's eye. Hold on, don't get lost in the stream. I got a raft we can cross on the beam. All for the one, and it's all for the team. Got a message from the heavens that was brought
0: through a dream. This is God's green earth, it's a gift and it's worth much more than you see. Planting seeds in the dirt, my earth is a queen may she be blessed with birth. Be immersed, I believe, reaffirm, we, we emerge. Me down by the
2: river, all for Welcome to episode one hundred seventy nine of the After Lodge podcast. Um, this is After Lodge Harlan. I was almost recording alone because all of our friends have abandoned us, and by all of our friends, we of course mean Nick. Um,
3: Freaking Nick! Yeah. I cool. think I think what happened, Harlan, is Nick. Made that uh, post on Facebook about the Who's Your Favorite After Lodge host? Yes. And that did not turn out well for him. I believe that he was so embarrassed by the results. That he
2: he did not. I also appreciated how Jason had every single one of his sock accounts. <laughs> Voting for him, <laughs> he still lost <laughs> to Tony. Lost so him. I, I, I the, the the favorite after lodge podcast host was Tony. Um, at my last count,
3: that's
2: true. And also, I counted votes for Treman for Tony. Also. <laughs> So, I don't think it's fair if he plays multiple personalities.
3: I um, feel like he won the same way he wins Chili Coco
2: yes. by voting. You know he's like the master of sock puppetry, and he's such a master that nobody would suspect.
3: He's such a master that he doesn't even know.
2: Right, like he convinces him. Like, like, like himself.
3: He, he forgets his old logins and that's, that's yeah. just a regular thing for him. He's like, oh yeah, I forgot I made that person. Yes, yes it, uh, aging Captain Fartsicle.
2: Yeah, it's his. Uh, he does like this this meditation thing where it's you know if you tell yourself a lie often enough you believe it, and exactly. then he just has all of these multiple personas around town. Uh, I'm I'm getting wise wise to his games, uh, but I don't know what to do about them. So I assume
3: he just had multiple personality disorder.
2: Yes, there's there's probably that. Um, that that illustrious voice you hear in the background, of course, is worshipful producer Bruce. Good evening. And we Jeff. also have Jeff. Hello. It is the what's up, uh, Jeff? Here. The last Hello. the last three holdouts of the After Lodge podcast.
3: This is the crew you got. Yep. Sorry for your luck.
2: Um, I hadn't put two and two together about that poll on Facebook and Nick not being here till just now. So now I'm. Yeah. Now let's because
3: you'll notice he didn't mention until this morning after we had all agreed that we were doing the show tonight on a different day of the week. He's like, oh yeah, no, I got a thing with a fiance. Yeah, that that sounds right. Let's go with that.
1: Yes, he told me he had to wash his hair. She's pulling the strings already.
2: (laughs) Um. Anyway, so without Nick uh the reason we were doing the show tonight instead of Wednesday as we've tended to do it of late is uh we got we got big plans tomorrow um kind of cool and also not cool plans at the same time <laughs> um we are going to to visit a dearly beloved brother of ours uh a a patron of our lodge to have dinner at his house um while he's being entertained with the hospers folks and everything that comes with that, so uh, gonna go break bread with them. Probably the last time we'll get to do that. Seems a little more important than recording the show. Uh, but at least we entertain the idea of recording the show, unlike another co-host who won't be named. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and also, Tony was supposed to be here. Uh, I don't know. again
3: he's he's probably just waiting for us to 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 help, to to to, help, to uh whatever yes, yeah for sorry. us
2: to get to where we're about to wrap the show up and then and then pop up yep so we know you're watching right now tony we we see you yeah,
3: yeah tony it's it's fine come on
2: um See, I, I wrote this. I wrote this GUI in VB so I could backtrace your IP address because I saw that on some crime drama show once. So I'm watching you. Yeah, but uh, do you have
1: two people on the keyboard at the same time because it doesn't work as well if you didn't. It's
3: the only way no. you can hack twice as fast, Jeff. Yes, come on. Just make always
2: choices. two sets of hands. Always. Um. Also tonight after the show, I'm going to be tangled up in in. Somehow I got the bright idea when our chaplain was asking who's bringing dishes to this dinner. And I was like, oh, well, this is an auspicious occasion. So I will just whip up some challah and uh, bring it. And then I'm looking at having to do that tonight. And I forgot how much of a pain that stuff is to make. So I think it's intentionally painful because it's supposed to be like a, a labor of love for, you know, the wife of the house. Also known as something to keep her busy, so she's out of her husband's hair. And uh, so when I do it, I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is incredibly tedious." <laughs> so I hope he likes it, because if he doesn't, I may just cry. I'm
3: just glad you're actually doing it, Harlan said. He was making that in the Slack channel, and you know, like we all kind of make fun of him for for the for the Jewish thing. So I just assumed it was a joke. Not a no. joke. I've Never had.
2: No, it's a. It's a food with serious spiritual significance. Um, it seemed fitting. So. And it's also fitting that I make it myself and not go buy it from the local bakery uh, for very personal reasons. So I'm going to do this labor of love and cook for my hero. Um, so if tomorrow I bring some stuff that looks like that flat Passover bread, nobody say anything because I suck at cooking.
3: Let's let's be honest here, Harlan. Who among us would actually know, aside from you?
2: Yeah, it's not supposed to be flat. uh, You could open
3: a basket of almost literally anything, and we'd be like, oh, yeah, that's what that looks like.
2: So the first time I I, I made this stuff, like, it really, it looked awesome. It was rising, and I put it in the oven. I thought, oh, this is going to be great. And it came out, and it just looked like a deflated tire. (laughs) And I never figured out to this day, like, how I – messed that up the first time, because I didn't do anything different than I've done any other time, but um, it, I don't know. I'm just not meant to bake. Thank God I married a woman who's very talented at all things culinary. Because Otherwise, my food life would just be sad. And I'd just go to Masonic Lodges and live off fried chicken and mashed taters. Which is what I did before I got married. I was say, it was it ramen noodles and that. Leftover pizza when I was home and fried chicken and mashed taters when I was out running the roads all over the state doing degree work. Um, Which I, I'm not not too proud to say. Those were mercenary motives. A uh, large part of it was because they were feeding me and I was a broke college kid. And I was like, wait, I just got to do this ritual stuff and like this guy will just, just take me world. places and I can eat every night? It's great. Well, you've seen...
1: You've seen the picture, the the meme of the uh, the car with the entire bottom of the rear window was various appendant body things. That's all you got to do, just join bodies. Because obviously, you know he's, like, his he's wife couldn't cook, so he just joined everything.
2: Apparently, you don't have to join anything, as Tony demonstrated. Uh, you yeah, can just like show up, like he crashed the shrine meeting and they fed him.
3: I love hearing all the uh, reasons people have for joining Freemasonry. You know, most of them are noble and involve self-improvement. Harlan was like, no, it was the free food.
2: Well, I didn't know about the free food until after I was in. And uh, the, so the ritual guy, uh, the gatekeeper that we talked about on the last show, um, he, he was looking for somebody to do some key parts in Master Mason degrees. And I did them. So I ended up riding with him. Literally all over the state, like several nights a week for quite some time, till I got married, and then that put a quick stop to that. But um, that's where I put on, you know, the extra spare tire I pack around uh, was the, those first few years in masonry, just doing that. Uh, in hindsight, now it seems like it was a fair trade because I've seen how hard it is to find somebody to do ritual when you need someone. So feeding them is like the least we can do. So I realize now I really wasn't getting the better end of the deal. But at the time, I sure felt like I was. <laughs> um, I could have been charging money all the time. Like, how bad do you need this part?
3: All the free chili dogs in the world do not necessarily get you good ritual work.
2: Well, what they did with me.
3: <laughs> we
2: lucked out. Yeah. Well, at my own lodge. No, my own lodge is just expected. Sometimes I didn't even get food. Like back when we were doing the, you know, uh, the the old guy before, before Marshall started taking care of all that stuff and making us all fat again. Um, the guy Marshall. that was running that was getting really frustrated with brothers not putting money in the pot to help pay for dinner because, you know, we were flat broke. So whatever money was in the pot one meeting, that's all the money you had for dinner the next meeting. So if there was only $5 in there, well, the next meeting, there's a pack of bologna and a loaf of bread, no cheese, no condiments, no chips, just a pack of bologna and a loaf of bread. And I would be doing stuff to get ready for ritual work. And you come in, there's no bologna left. You're literally eating a piece of white, sunny bunny bread for dinner. (laughs) That happened on more than one occasion. And then I did a bunch of ritual work. So my own lodge didn't feed me for ritual; it was everyone else's.
3: Mm. I'm glad you mentioned Marshall, though, because he has been the biggest single boon in in my year as master, and and his dinners are just phenomenal every meeting. And like, I don't even have to do anything; like, I don't even know what it's a it's a surprise to me when I show up that night what we're having for dinner.
2: No, it's great. I remember uh, what Hell was it? Job. One night he wasn't here. And none of us realized he wasn't coming, even though he told us. Because you know we don't pay attention when we should sometimes. And then there was like this panic, and then we sent uh, Grand Censor Bob out to Little Caesars That happened. with like two minutes notice. Uh,
3: of course, that was that, that night, was a fun the, night. The, the, the highest Grand Line member that who's, who's shown up this year showed up.
2: Yes, <laughs> yes. So we're like, uh, would you like some maids on a pizza?
0: <laughs> so And <laughs> he was like,
2: No. Oh, speaking of that guy, his uh his handbook and whatnot for the next Grand Master's year is laying over at the lodge for your consumption. Oh, okay. Or for Mike's. I kind of left it there instead of giving it to either of you. Um Yeah, and all that fun Grand Lodge legislation stuff that you told everybody I was gonna be talking about at the next meeting. And now I've got no less than five people who've told me they're not going to be at Lodge for one reason or another.
3: Next meeting? uh, Really? Yeah. None of these people have told me. How how strange.
2: Yeah. Yeah. people importance? Uh, Well, they didn't tell me directly. I would just find out. Like, suddenly Marshall's like, oh, I think I'm working. And my (laughs) brother was like, uh, something's come up. And I knew the thing that came up is going to be this fall festival family thing because I'm going to be at the same thing and it's going to be over before Lodge. Hmm. So, but whatever. <laughs> and, uh... Whatever. Yeah, I'm just... So you told people I was going to be talking about Grand Lodge legislation and... and you this is why I nobody
3: so wants to come. Me. See, Harlan, that's why I didn't want to tell anybody at all.
2: Well, I didn't either. I was yeah. going to ambush them. And then you're like, well, we'll do it the next meeting. Um... Anyway, that's what, get, but yeah. that's
3: what I get for giving notice.
2: We'll be doing that. That's going to be exciting because Grand Lodge is kind of going to be exciting. We may actually fix this uh, opening on the entered apprentice degree nonsense finally. I hope so. And empower the master of a lodge to open on whatever degree he feels is appropriate. It's,
3: it's so bizarre to How me, novel. That's still not a thing.
2: Now, How the, novel.
3: The
1: well, you know you're not
2: really a master the of your lodge.
1: The way the legislation was the worded, it makes me think like it almost seems like you have to tell the grand lodge which degree you're going to open on and like as if it's like if you decide you're going to open up on the E degree, you have to do it every time. Or did I just misinterpret that?
2: Uh no, you didn't misinterpret it. Okay. Um but it's not so you can change it somewhat at will. <coughs>
1: I think um, just open up on the lowest degree that. Somebody
2: basically, is there. what you'll have to do is specify in your bylaws what what degree business is done on, and mm. then you're bound to that until you change your bylaws. Uh, um. But uh, it, it that's just for business stuff. So. Uh, It also removes the requirement that you open on the Master Mason degree at all. So if, aside from the business thing that you have to spell out in your bylaws, the Master's free to open Lodge that night on whatever degree he sees fit. Um, So if you want to have a speaker come talk to fellow crafts or whatever, he could do that. I don't know why we would do that per se, I've just got fundamental, you know, structural issues with the Grand Lodge telling the master of my lodge what degree he can open on. That bothers well, me. I mean, we've got to make sure that the fellow crafts
1: and EAs know early enough that George Washington was a Mason.
2: I'm a little bit scared, actually. Of like, I imagine our lodge is going to run with this because we wanted to do everything on the EA degree for as long as I can remember. But the thought has occurred to me. How will this affect membership retention? Because we get a lot of Master Masons who we never see again, and the only reason they became Master Masons is because they thought there was something more behind the door than there was. That's exactly
3: the reason I assumed this rule existed, as it does.
2: No, this rule exists because we didn't want journalists coming in and blowing the lid open on Masonic Lodges during the anti-Masonic era.
3: Mm. So, it's, so it, it doesn't exist... Because if an EA sat through a typical business meeting they'd be like, nah, nah, you know what? Maybe this thing's not for me.
2: Yeah, you know, I'd rather that they land that as an intern apprentice, though, and then we don't have a bunch of liabilities in fully-raised master masons out there who just aren't engaged at all, because I that see that as a liability.
1: Bound to us. Yes.
2: Like, I tend to think that's what the intern apprentice degree is for, is, okay, so you found out it's not for you. Thanks for coming bye and it's not the lodge hasn't invested a huge amount of resources into you yet um, you know your lecturer hasn't invested countless hours that could be spent on a better candidate yet you haven't been brought into the fold on as much of our stuff yet so if you're gonna find out it's not for you and leave the entered apprentice degree is the time to do that um, so I'm, I'm good with that uh I think it'll be okay. I'm just concerned that how big of an impact will that be? Uh my suspicion is that we'll just do less Master Mason degrees, but we'll have a higher retention rate for the ones that we do. Cuz the guys who stick it through to do that, you know, they've already seen what's behind the door, so if they stuck it out that long, that's a good sign that they're gonna stick it out
3: fair point. I don't want to waste the time putting on a degree for a dude who's not going to come for that exact reason.
2: Yeah. So, and it also gives us some encouragement to do more educational stuff and so we can, you know, educate young inner apprentices. Uh the uh I was going, Oh, my next step of course, cuz you know, I'm all about incrementalism and taking back the fraternity an inch at a time is if and when this passes, to then immediately start advocating for the right of inner apprentices to vote, uh, which is uh, still denied um, them. Um, 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 uh, but I'm not going to bring that up yet because you know, one step at a time. Uh,
3: it's you. Mm,
2: not you vote on, hold candidates. Off on that one. yeah. Well, not vote on candidates, but voting on lodge business. I mean, they pay dues just like the rest of us. If i join any other organization and as soon as i start paying the money i've got some say over how that money's spent.
3: sir they are not sufficiently informed as to the
2: to, to know how much our postage bill should actually be
3: lodge. correct <laughs> so as to be able to vote on such a thing
2: yeah i don't know it'll be a few years because i think the next target's going to be some of the silly alcohol restrictions but uh one thing at a time one thing at a time Uh, but yeah, are you, uh, you stoked about going to Grand Lodge yet and sitting up with all the delegates and
3: so stoked
2: being bored out of your mind? Man, I can't wait for it. Yeah, just don't mess up like I did and, you know, stand up to speak about something that you're convicted (laughs) about because my year went really bad for me.
3: You don't have to worry about that. (laughs) Although I was not there uh, for Grand Lodge that year, why don't you tell the story?
2: i've told the story on the show like a hundred times i uh, not really that many for but, the
3: new listeners we've got a yeah, lot of new so listeners we, you know
2: here i was master i went and i things. was all full of noble ideas about making the craft better and so on and uh there were a few different things that came up and you know i thought well i'm a delegate and i need to you know plus it's just me i can't avoid a good argument so i uh I stood up. One of them was increasing our Grand Lodge assessments to send more money to the George Washington Memorial Which we already sent a boatload of money every year to the George Washington Memorial (laughs) And I raised some questions about you know, has anybody evaluated what they do with the money that we already send them? uh, or, Or any such questions?
3: How dare you sir?
2: Apparently I was insulting the character of board members uh, and it's a
3: slight against George Washington yes. himself. Oh,
2: wow. And, and so I backed off of that one, and then somebody was pushing this thing about making, basically expediting the degrees for, uh, for uh, Masons who are service members who are going to be deploying. And I had some issues with that, too, because we have a volunteer military And I think that sends a bad message anyway is, you know, hey, you're getting ready to ship out, so we're going to raise you real quick because we don't think you're going to make it back. Um, And, like, what kind of message does that send? And in our jurisdictions, Masonic funerals are done for EAs and fellow crafts anyway. Uh, So I brought all of that up and then had my service record called into question and my patriotism and why I hate America. People wouldn't shake my hand at the end of the day. Like... You know, my my honorable discharge was for cowardice, th- all kinds of stuff. I was like, "Damn!"
0: You okay, might as well have so spat on George Washington's monument.
2: Apparently, our fraternity is not run on anything other than you know buzzwords and propaganda. So,
3: literally, our love for George Washington, Harlan. Have you not been yes. paying attention? <laughs>
2: uh, this is the fraternity of free and accepted George, George Washingtonians. Yes. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Tony's texting me right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it didn't go well. So if if you are opposed to something that seems like everybody's just bit onto it because it's, you know, the political flavor of the day, uh, don't fall into the trap of assuming that your colleagues are all men of rationality and philosophy and all the other things we claim to be because uh, you'll be disappointed. Grossly disappointed. (laughs) Uh, and, and even, like, you know, if, if they just said, okay, that's nice, you're wrong, and still outvote you, like, okay, that's how it's supposed to work, but when people start assaulting your character for your part in a debate, that's, that bothered me. I I almost just dropped all affiliations with, with Grand Lodge altogether after that. I'm glad I didn't, because then I went on to do some other things uh, that I enjoyed doing, and... Uh, it just that one that one had me wrinkled up for a long time, and, and and you remember as this Jason that I couldn't let that go on the show for months. I think I mentioned yeah. it like every episode. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, hopefully it goes better for you than that.
3: I mean, I I won't be making that mistake if that's what you mean.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, you should try to do something. <laughs> Maybe speak in favor of all of like the political buzzwords of the day that come up.
3: I will play it by ear.
2: Like this is America, <clears throat> and in America, we have the flag and George Washington, and Jesus. I bet you'll get like a standing ovation. So- <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. uh, yes, but to answer your earlier question, no, I'm not really looking forward to that. That's that's not a thing that ever really enjoyed
0: how unfortunate for you it's
3: it's necessary it is what it is
2: yes well you are going to help enact some change that will greatly benefit our lodge that's
3: true
2: um on the social media front to completely switch gears because this tickled me earlier this week (laughs) and got me really thinking i was going around social media do you guys think that Hugh Hefner is actually in a better place?
3: I mean, he was pretty much in heaven on earth.
2: That's what I mean. Like, I was in one of these comment threads where everybody was, like, breaking down paradise under every religious system known to man. And in each case, the, the comment verdict was, no, he was still better off here.
3: <laughs> maybe, Maybe him, his version of heaven is the literal exact same as it is here, except like a smaller
1: prostate.
2: That's what somebody, somebody mentioned something along those lines. Uh, My favorite was like even the, the jihadi paradise version, like only 72 women. Really?
1: Well, see, I like to believe that he's up there deflowering all of their 72 women. So not just his, but like, you know,
2: yeah, I was going to say all all
1: of them out there. They each get 72 and he's up there just having his
2: having his way. Yeah, a lot more He's- than seventy-two while he was here, man. And at some point, you know, he probably got too old and none of that virgin stuff. Just, <laughs> I ain't got time for this. Bring me some bunnies that know what they're doing. Um, no, it just—it was something that that I thought if Tony was here it would generate more, uh, more debate. So apparently, we have fifteen minutes to finish the show, Bruce. Oh, is um, that when
3: Tony's coming on? All right, let's wrap it up.
2: Yes. So, <laughs> I fifteen just,
3: minutes. Hold on, he said he's fifteen minutes away from a computer. When does he ever come on the show on a computer? It's uh, always yeah. been on a phone while he's that's like what, walking somewhere.
2: That's what scares me. Um, but no, I I just appreciated how like normally internet comments, well, you know what they you know devolve into most of the time, which is just ignorance and more ignorance blended in. Sure. Well, yeah. Um, and yet, this thing with Hugh Hefner, vitriol. like, was bringing out all of these really insightful comments about, like, different religious philosophies and their version of paradise. And, like, all these people who clearly had some idea of, of what they were talking about, even if they were just researching it on the internet as they went. But, go figure, Hugh Hefner dying inspires people to, like put the the internet at their fingertips to good use and learn something while trying to figure out is he really in a better place Uh, it was it was a fun little exercise Uh, unfortunately I can't link it because it was in a private group so um, but I saw similar threads going all over Facebook so I'm wondering if the same thing happened in some of those uh was just what? What is there a better place than where he was?
3: You know, I, I, I don't know. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, somebody Question for talking, the ages, somebody was talking about the number of like world tragedies and whatnot that had been avoided through diplomacy that took place at the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> like apparently he would invite different world leaders or big business leaders or whatever there to, like, hash out differences, and it always worked really well. Oh, of course. And then I thought, of course, yeah, you take, uh, you know, take some guy from some part of the Islamic world and drop him in the Playboy Mansion, and suddenly he's westernized in, like, five seconds. <laughs> suddenly America's not so bad. So that's my... uh. Somewhat family inappropriate thing for the evening, but uh, I don't know. We're, we're gonna miss that guy. It's been the week of losing uh, good people again. Uh. And if you can't tell, I'm skimming through Reddit now to like s- save the show, but uh, good luck. Yeah. The pool is yeah. Dry. Well, it's just all the same same stuff as usual. Oh. You um, you created quite a bit of attention on the After Lodge subreddit uh, explaining the whole Pennsylvania joke.
3: Yeah, so we had a lot of, you know, new listeners recently, and they didn't get the Pennsylvania thing and explain that. And then, of course, every response on there is like, so when can we listen to the old episodes?
0: <laughs>
3: Never. We remove them for a reason.
1: Oh, and, and of course, you know, Nick, Nick's... Shameless plug.
2: Yes, which has become a joke in and of itself. <laughs> Nick
1: um, cannot do anything
3: without plugging his show.
1: Three well, it's State like me, <laughs> mench- me mentioning in every show I've been on in the last several weeks that George Washington's a mason. Mostly to see him cringe, but even when he's not here. he'll cringe when he listens to the episode.
2: Why do you hate George yeah. Washington?
1: I-, I don't. He does. He's the one that said he wanted to expel him posthumously. Yeah, Other well, than that's the fact that he converted the Jesuit or uh,
2: whatever. Yeah. And there's your cringe. So <laughs> I'm gonna say it's because Nick is from Massachusetts and they they're just un American up there. <laughs> what with their liberal politics and their gay marriage and their whatever else? Uh yeah, I've, I've, I'm tapped out, fellas. <laughs> I was counting on Tony to come in and save the show.
1: So we just need to drag out, what, 10 more minutes worth of uh,
2: no. BS? No, we're we're not doing that. Uh, <laughs> well, besides our, our big thing tomorrow, what, what is upcoming in the Masonic world that's got everybody all excited?
1: I think most jurisdictions do, a lot of them do their Grand Lodge within the next month or so. Yes. But
2: but I haven't seen any of the fallout on Reddit yet. We really got to find True. better sources of information than Reddit. Like, if if we were actually motivated, we'd like Chris Hodap and we would go, um, like find stuff to talk about instead of just waiting on people to bring it to us. Fortunately for you guys, we're not. Uh, oh, speaking of Hodap, I've yep. been watching that that secret societies show that comes on uh, AHC. Because uh, it's always on, like when I go to bed, and my wife can't sleep if I turn the TV off. So what is comp- AHC, American, American Negroes Heroes Channel. channel. Um, also, <laughs> I, I like to refer to it as the American Hitler Channel because most of the time it's it's taken up what the History Channel used to be, where like everything was about Hitler all the time. It
1: was the his- like the military history channel, like. So all of the, like, when the History Channel became all about aliens, all of their military-based stuff moved over to that. And they've, like, randomly one day I was looking for it, and I was like, what's AHC? They got rid of this channel, and then realized it's the same thing. It's just... Yes.
2: However, the History Channel is not really all about aliens. If it was, I would love that. But Ancient Aliens only comes on, like, one day a week. The rest of the time, it's Ice Road Truckers, and Forged in Fire, and American Pickers, and Pawn Stars, and...
1: I don't know. We we made it a running joke in college, but they may have cut back on Ancient Aliens, but we would watch uh, Ancient Aliens every day
2: in college. H2 had Ancient Aliens on all the time, and they canceled that channel to replace it with Vice. My employer did that, by the way. Um, I almost quit.
1: (laughs) I just assumed my carrier stopped carrying H2. I never even thought that it was a thing.
2: We had... uh, No, It's It's gone. Um, and the, the descendants of William Randolph Hearst had a lot to do with that and I work for them. So, um, I, we had like the, the CEO of like our division of the monstrosity that is our company. He was in town doing one of those motivational talks or whatever. And then they're asking for questions and it's all about like business development and changing the world and all all this like typical corporate cult stuff that happens when we do that. And so, of course, you know what my question was, (laughs) is who was it that decided to cancel H2 and have they been fired yet? (laughs) And this was like two days after it had happened. This guy didn't even know it had happened. Oh, wow. Yeah, at least I got a lot of laughs out of it and some disapproving, very disapproving looks from uh, my senior management, but I wanted to know. I was very mad. Cause I, I lived on that channel, uh, cause as I said, my wife has some weird thing where she can't sleep without like background noise, so the TV's always on. Well, I can't sleep with the TV on. Now you can guess all these years into our marriage whether or not the TV's still on at night or not. Um, <laughs> but I uh, so we compromise by I turn on We're leaving the TV on. Yes. Well, but I, I turn on something at least that's like tolerable to fall asleep watching. And so that used to be H2 before they canceled it. Um, lately, it's been a lot of the science channel because I like space shit. But the, uh, uh, f- every now and again, I catch that secret societies thing on AHC and I saw Chris Hodap. Like they were interviewing him on this show. But it wasn't a show about Freemasonry or anything to do with Freemasonry. They were talking about the Priory of Sion. Yep. And apparently Hodap some kind of authority on that, so he was like one of the narrators they kept interviewing. Huh. Who knew? Breaking yeah. Chris Hodap. Like, and it didn't say Masonic researcher or anything Masonic. It just said uh, uh, historical author or something like that as his subtitle. But I was like, I know that guy. Uh, except I don't know that guy because I've never met him. He was supposed to be on the show, and then, well, let's not talk about that. <sighs> Still haven't rescheduled him back, by the way, Bruce. I really blew it that night.
3: You know, it's probably yep. for the best.
2: <laughs> oh, come let's, on. You know how much publicity we would have got when honest. he was, like, railing against us on his blog the next day?
1: <laughs>
3: Negative publicity is still pu- publicity. You're right. It is. I learned
2: I'll that. From the problem easier. is
1: the number of downloads would have mm-hmm. just exploded because everybody's going to be like, "What is this?"
2: Yes. And, and that's a real
3: problem because it would have falsely inflated our numbers. We want, well, you know, I'll
2: take it. Our numbers well, are the only thing that keeps that that us alive.
3: That's okay. That's because you're concerned about Grand Lodge. I'm
2: not. Uh, maybe. maybe uh, given recent events that I can't talk about on the show, I'm pretty sure I've I've already been blackballed up in those parts anyway. So um <laughs> <You've been> blackballed <laughs> ever
3: since you your stunt you just talked about like fifteen minutes ago.
2: Oh no. Uh as it turns out, uh delegates change from year to year because masters change and like the next year I was there and none of the people who were <laughs> Questioning my patriotism or my service record or my Masonic qualifications—they—they they, none of them were there. So, um, there's actually like it's a minority of people at Grand Lodge that go every year. Uh, it's usually just weirdos like me. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's so there's always like a ton of people there, but it tends to be mostly different people. But there's a core group from our lodge that goes every year. Um, we all go together. We've got a tradition. We eat lunch at like the same place every year, and um, yeah, do to year, basically the same I didn't thing. Didn't think about, that. I didn't think
3: about what the the lunch that I've that I've skipped when I've been in years previous.
2: Oh yes, well, uh. You know, you'll uh, go with us the second day first day you'll probably want to go to that special delegates lunch that the Scottish Rite pays for yes uh, to sit with all the other masters and be fancy and you better go because we paid for it damn it <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that was a thing that came up uh, at our last meeting was we were discussing sponsoring these dinners and lunches and whatnot at Grand Lodge I'm always bewildered by the amount of money that the Scottish Rite has to spend on such things. Cause, so I, I flip back and forth between our lodge, where, you know, we how long did it take us to like fix a parking lot? <laughs> and then I bounce from that over to the Scottish Rite, where it's like, oh yeah, let's just like blow out boatloads of money on this thing so people will see how cool we are.
3: We have a problem? Let's just throw some money at it.
2: Yes, it's, uh, it's quite a different experience, uh, but it's good. You know, the Scottish Rite is, uh, I, I assume, doing well, you know, has continued membership. Uh, where else would all that money come from?
0: Uh, we'll our about- meetings
2: tend to belie that because there's not as many people as you'd think at like the monthly Scottish Rite meeting. There's a lot. It's a lot more than like our lodge would have, but it's not as many as you'd think.
1: Is it actually held in that big fancy hall and everything?
2: Uh, it used to be. We we just stay down in the dining room now because there's for not sake, really a point.
1: That would keep me from wanting to go because they didn't make that. They they obviously didn't design that building with people like me in mind. A little our, fat for the, those seats.
2: The Scottish Rite Temple. That one was built. Back before the Prohibition era, and people back then were generally smaller than they are today. Yeah, like I think the average man was like what five, six, and 130 pounds or something. Oh, good lord! Yeah, it's interesting when you go to like old lodges that haven't updated their seating, and you can tell it's consistent everywhere you go. You're just like crammed into like tiny seating.
1: I will say that is one thing our Lodge has amazing seats for a Masonic Lodge.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Um, like, did, did we steal them out of, out of a theater or something?
2: No, we paid boatloads of money for those. Those oh, really? were like $300 per seat. Wow. Uh, and that was back in the 90s.
3: Which is weird when you consider that everything else in our Lodge was something that was probably acquired for free. Mm-hmm. Yep. We, we, we definitely spent money on the seats.
2: We spent money on what was important. Um, I am constantly envious of those seats. Like when I was going through the chairs, because our officer seats are not comfortable at all. And so bouncing around the chairs, like for seven years, I I just envied people who sat in those seats. And whenever we do like an officer move up night when I was master, like the part I got the most excited about was that I got to sit in like one of the regular seats. They're that comfortable. <laughs> um, it's kind of a problem. Like, we have people that fall asleep during our meetings, partly because it's boring, but also because the chairs are just comfortable enough to fall asleep in. Um, and so when I became secretary, I had to invest some money on a chair just so I could oh. have something comfortable, but still not as nice as our theater bucket
1: seats. Well, Tony uh... joined us. My uh my mother lodge, their seats are they're similar to style, but they're just small enough to not be comfortable for me. Really yeah.
2: frustrating. Um Hey Tony. Hey, how you doing? Alright. We were just talking about the uh really awesome Halloween party that we're all going to.
4: Oh y'all are y'all coming for real? Some of us. <laughs> those
3: what? of us who were invited.
4: Yeah, <laughs> who who wasn't invited?
3: Be, be coming to the party. Some of us, however, were not. Which you would think someone who is a member of a lodge would invite the master of that lodge. Like that seems like that would just be like a normal thing. Why would you? Why <laughs> would you not invite the master of a lodge you attend?
4: You can come like, next like, year. Who in the
3: right mind?
4: You can <laughs> come. You can come next year, Bruce. Okay, as of right now, you're kind of like our boss, Uh and so I really don't want you to come. And then you need plausible deniability. You need to be able to say my Uh, brothers would never refresh my memory. Last
3: year, that explains uh, why I
1: wasn't invited. Because you know, my actual boss.
3: I believe the master (laughs) was there last year. I also believe the year before master year, the
4: worship of a master yep. was my son i could not okay. Okay. I had, I'd say that doesn't count point? totally that, counts <laughs> i've lost one of my phones
3: uh uh-huh. quit changing the uh, subject why wouldn't i invite it tony i thought you were why do you hate you, me so much uh, the, the the situation because he be doesn't rectified.
2: want you to come to his house while he's passed out drunk and his wife is southed up that's why
4: yeah. The the situation will be taken care of as soon as I get off of here. Are we? Fa- are He's we on Facebook? Facebook
3: right now, trying to add me. Are
4: are, are we Facebook friends? I thought we yes. were.
3: Yes, we are.
4: I invited. I didn't. I'll be honest. I didn't invite everybody, but I will invite Jeffrey. I was going to give Jeffrey a personal invite to the party, um, because I don't want him to feel weird. Uh, I used to say that he. Whatever happens at the Halloween party has to stay at the Halloween party. Okay, it can't go anywhere else. No, no so, joke,
2: Jeff. This is this is a this is like yeah. a. It's, <laughs> it's enforced by local law enforcement. Like they they also know the "what happens here stays here" rule. Yes. And if you tell somebody, they will hunt you down because some of them are there. Now, now, one
3: more question, Tony. Uh, my girlfriend, who was insulted by the comment that you made about her yesterday on Facebook, uh, not is make she made a bad to-
4: Absolutely, or... but I did not I did not make a Okay. That is not
2: whoa. Stop that the train.
4: picture. Okay.
2: Bruce has a girlfriend?
4: Well, <laughs> nobody's ever met her.
2: <laughs> I always whips? assumed you were gay.
4: I'm just a master of Photoshop. I was huh. going to say when you looked at the pictures, the 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 border around her picture didn't seem to blend in really good to the background. So I'm thinking <laughs> There were pixels. <laughs> yeah, it was pixelated. It wasn't. It was, and some of the stuff looked stretched. You know, like like he was trying to make it fit. So, wow. I'm not a wow. hundred.
3: He may I'm be invited to so, shake in now. So so he he took it a step further than insulting her. Now he's just saying she flat out does not exist.
2: <laughs> ah, well, I just okay. heard he called her all stretchy. Tony, That's...
3: Tony you Bruce you, Bruce
4: you is heart. a Bruce is a man sized man. Okay. He's 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 a he's a Kick. the right size of guy. What? He Bruce is the perfect size <laughs> for me.
3: Oh. Okay, what are we what?
4: talking about? <laughs> Your height and stuff. No, seriously, I'm. I'm y'all right, see, I am as innocent as the new driven snow. You guys turned oh. shit around on me. I oh wasn't my God. going anywhere with that. Bruce is the right height and size and everything for a guy. OK, you can. I'm too tall. I'm six foot five. That's too tall. OK, um, Bruce's girlfriend, supposedly, is the right height for a girlfriend. So she's, when she, she's a little on the short side, she's a little on the short side. But uh, you want the right height? Wanna, if, he said if, what he if, said. if she existed, I mean, of course. He said well, what he said. So yeah. she she had turned and I guess the picture was supposed to be. Her lovingly looking up at Bruce, and you know, this— supposed dull- to be. That's
3: what it is.
4: All doe-eyed and everything. Truth. Well, when I looked at the picture, the first thing I thought though was she was looking up, and the angle she was looking at looked like she was looking up his nose. And so I, it, and so I posted a comment on there saying it looks like she's counting nose hairs. That's not <laughs> a bad. I don't think that's a bad thing. That was not a knock on her. It just looked like. She she was she was okay. doing the monkey grooming thing. She was getting ready to start picking lice off of you and ants and, so, <laughs> and pulling her nose you, hairs out.
2: Are you bringing this this imaginary girl to the Halloween party so that you can? Uh, you oh can yeah! Make, oh make yeah! No, Tony's don't worry. she got, got
1: some words to say to Tony?
2: Well, good. Was <laughs> talking Is this have?
1: the same woman you brought to uh, installation? Yes. God, that God. must be expensive.
2: <laughs> Entertain I've never her, her for a
3: year. <laughs> Two days a year, it's not that much, Jeff.
2: <laughs> no, no, trust me, it's not.
3: Hey, that would
4: that, rate, that does cost extra. I'll guarantee you, her hourly rate is cheaper than actually marrying them. So, yeah, that's, I guess. that's where
2: I was going. <laughs> <laughs>
4: True. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, in Pennsylvania, I think we have joint custody of the checkbook. It's what, what's it called, lawyer? Um,
2: Uh, We we don't, actually. Uh, We're not a a community property state. Um, Just most people have joint checking accounts, so it works that way. So
4: legally, we're not a joint property state?
2: Well, so we're not a community property state. So your spouse is still entitled to a certain percentage of marital assets. There's a bunch of formulas and whatever. But it's not just assumed that everything that you acquire is like – both of yours in common.
4: The way my household works is my check is automatically deposited into our joint checking account.
2: Uh, yes, that's got nothing to do with marriage laws. That's just you've got a joint checking account.
4: Okay, about I've been married thirty-four years as of last September tenth. Um, about three years in, I was no longer allowed to use the checking account. Okay, that's because
2: you spent like three thousand dollars on Angry Birds.
4: Well, I would go. What I, I was, was Candy about, Crush. Back in the day, (laughs) back in back in my day, uh, it wasn't everything wasn't paid online, everything. You still had to have cash in your pocket. I I don't carry cash, very little cash with me anymore. So I would go to the ATM and pull twenty dollars out, twenty more dollars out, and I wouldn't tell her about it. Now nowadays, it's not as big a deal, but back then, twenty dollars could mean the difference whether our light bill went through or not. And if you bounced a check, you got you got charged another thirty dollars. plus the light company was coming to chase after you. and so I was I, I got to where I was no longer allowed to use the debit card or any of that. she, she took it away I mean, from me.
3: Off the top of my head, I can recall a drone, a uh, inflated flying shark, and a laughing monkey thing, all that you've brought into the lodge. On our show yes. you're better off with your wife having 100 percent control of your finances
4: i get what i get is at I least get three a, drones i get a credit card that i have to take care of for personal stuff like that and i get an allowance and so <laughs> personal stuff every,
3: like that like that's just personal I'm,
4: stuff y'all, y'all think i'm joking but no i've got a credit card that i buy whatever i want on but then i have to pay the bill with my allowance that i get every week and she gives me an allowance transfers money into my checking account and that's how i have to pay for everything i yeah. thought that's how everybody did it i thought that was like the no. law
2: i mean that's how we do it but it's somewhat it's, the so other so way you around. do you
4: do the same As thing you know, that's
2: what i'm a man men,
4: if 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 anything happens to my wife i'm going to get evicted i'm going to lose my <laughs> house i'm seriously cuz seriously because i do not know i don't it's know gonna be
3: going to pay any of his bills
4: i have no idea what i owe I have no idea. <laughs> but I, but seriously, I think most guys are like that. Are you like that, Harlan?
2: No, it's the other way around here. But Okay. Well, that, that's okay. the way most, most successful marriages run is one spouse or the other kind of manages the joint stuff, and then you each have your own money to do with what you want. And ha- that's Jeff, the only who- way to stay sane. Yeah, Jeff, who handles
4: your
1: money? Well, see, that's the problem in my household. There's not a lot of handling, it's just. There's no money.
4: <laughs> well, it doesn't matter whether that. you have a lot or a little. It's, it's, <laughs> no,
1: it's uh, in our case, it's you know we do the joint bank account, but you know I pay the bills, but it's you know it's not I pay the bills. I just happen to be the one that goes online and pays them all. I, See, I'm not I afraid sw- to admit she makes more than me right now. So I got a sweet. Was that a dig? Was that a dig on me? No, it wasn't. So oh, just, actually, that, that sounds like it's fairly just evenly spread. To make- <laughs>
3: In, in Tony's house, it's her. In Harlan's house, it's him. And in Jeff's house, it's 50-50. Yeah.
2: Okay. Oh, uh, no, no. I, no, no, no. I, I don't want to mischaracterize what goes on here. So, I don't get an allowance like, like Tony. I pay all of the bills, and then She just money, spends the rest like, of the money. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say it's, that because she listens to the show. It physically
3: causes you pain to spend money, Harlan. You're, you're a special case.
2: uh it does cause me pain. Were you guys there when I wrote the You're check? Hurting, to the paving just thinking company? about it. Well, I, I started thinking about the check I wrote to the paving company, um, and it's not even oh, my, my money. God. It's like the the social club's money, and I still <laughs> not like even your like, money. So so Joey's got a picture of the check, and it looks like someone spilled coffee on it. But that's not coffee. That's my tears. <laughs> <laughs> um, you
4: uh you cry brown. That stainy tears. No, they're they're not
2: brown. It just <laughs> there are tears on the check. I I signed it in my tears. Oh. Um, okay. And it wasn't even my money. Oh. It, it it.
4: Well, uh, to change the subject real quick. So we we got that settled. So the smart thing. I I, I live. I'm living the life of Riley because my wife takes care of all that, and I don't worry about none of that.
3: Living the. You what? all were
4: talking. The life of Riley. Okay. Back in the 50s, oh <laughs> back in Lord. the 50s, when somebody had a good life, they called, hey, he's living the life of Riley. So that's, see, when old people die, you're not going to understand, understand. It'd be like a Latin language. I won't understand how we used to talk. Um, and the world
2: will continue on.
4: Right. <laughs> but any, um, <laughs> hey, I've been defending millennials all all, all week, all month, actually.
2: The world may not continue on because of millennials, but... There's nothing wrong. Millennials are... references.
4: Millennials are our salvation. That's a whole different subject. Millennials are going to hopefully fix what the baby boomers screwed up, so... I'll
2: get done dying if there's anything left.
4: Well, I, I'm a millennial. I'm a millennial in heart, so... Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, I just made a little... Yeah, yeah, the last millennial. <laughs> um, yeah. Y'all were talking about the size of our chairs in lodge.
2: Yes. When I jumped, No, when no I jumped we were talking on, about how comfortable our chairs are in our lodge versus other lodges that were built a long time ago when men were smaller.
4: I'm six foot five, six foot five and I weigh upwards of three hundred and some odd pounds. <laughs> than, um, okay, I'm okay, for because we're all anonymous, right? Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, they can't see your face right now.
4: (laughs) I weigh 375 pounds, okay? And I'm 6'5". I'm a big guy, okay? sad thing is is I have you beat. Really? Yes. Okay, if you have me beat, do not get on an airplane. Do not get on an airplane. Uh, This weekend... I don't don't want to
1: get on an airplane because of that, so...
4: Yeah, my sister lives in Florida, so we convinced her to move back home. It's my older sister. Um, she's about 16 years older than me. We wanted her to come home so she'd be closer to her family and stuff like that as her health deteriorates. If if it does, she might outlive us all, but just wanted her home. So I volunteered to fly down to Florida, load up the U-Haul truck, and drive the U-Haul truck back home. This has been the weekend from hell, Okay. Me and my wife, and so I, I, I talked my wife into going with me. Normally when I fly, and this is not because I feel haughty taught or anything, I demand through the company I have to fly business class because those seats are about four to five inches wider. And more importantly than that, the seat belts are about six inches longer. Hmm. I fly American Airlines, and I literally did not fit in between the two seats when I sat down. And so I waddled and waddled and waddled till I got seated in the in the in the seat. Well the seatbelt missed by about four inches.
2: You
0: had to ask the, for
2: an extender.
4: No, I took my belly, I took the seatbelt, and I and I had a button-up shirt, but I had it untucked. And so I took my belly, laid it over top the seatbelt, oh felt God. the cold metal against my <laughs> skin, and then put the shirt over top with it It made a little clicking noise. Click like that so that so that the air stewardess lady look it looked like when they walked by it looked like my seatbelt because from the side where you could see a little bit of it it looked like i was buckled up as long as they've been flying i guarantee you they know i wasn't buckled up because my front of my belly came past the armrest and there's just no way that you like it, uh it,
2: confessing it federal crimes on the internet tony is that a that
0: so
4: a and i was in an exit row and so they have to. They have to ask you by federal law, will you be able to perform the duties of the exit row seating? And I looked. Oh, yeah, at I'll in help
2: it. everybody else out, but I ain't getting out that. Door. Yeah.
4: I looked her in the eye and I said, "With great leg room comes great responsibility." And she thought. <laughs> she, she thought that was humorous, I guess, and uh, but I'm sitting there thinking, if this plane goes down, they're gonna have to wedge me out because I'm not. I'm suction cupped into the seat. I can't move. So did two flights like that. I will never fly commercial again. That's my, that's my commitment. Uh, so Jeff, don't, don't get on a plane. Sounds like a sound advice to me. <laughs> oh, oh, and it got worse. It got worse. So we get there. My sister's supposed to have two young bucks, two millennials to help load the truck. One of them shows up. The other one doesn't show up. So my big fat butt is is helping carry sofas and and so now i can't move at all the next day i hop into the u-haul to drive home have you ever drove a vehicle and you're going down the road in the steering wheel when you're driving a vehicle you can kind of feel the tires you know you can feel the steering of the vehicle
2: not in the u-haul
4: in this u-haul if you turned it a little bit to where you felt the tire if you turned it to the left a little bit <clears throat> that's the way the tires would go and if you tried to correct back it'd go to the right and so i'm floating down the expressway i can't go faster than 55 miles an hour i should have been home at about three or four o'clock on monday and we ended up getting in about nine o'clock monday night so coming 55 miles an hour and, and every time a semi would go by you could just feel the rush of the of the wind it was it was it was miserable
2: so nobody's nobody's gonna make fun of Tony like they did of me in my U-Haul. But okay,
4: That's- oh well, you, yours was just hilarious.
2: I got a trucker be- hat.
4: I just say the best thing about a you is when hat,
2: and he's an actual trucker. You- I still have that yeah. hat.
4: When Marshall gave you the trucker hat, that was your badge. You know, it was.
2: He's a real trucker. He drives like the actual I'm ones sure with the trailers and whatnot. The still on the uh, Facebook that?
4: page. did he give you? Didn't he give you that hat in a ritual? Like a trucker well, degree? It was
2: a trucker ritual. <laughs> we went to the truck stop and all the other truckers came out to witness. And there was there was corporate company in, in I was witness. Let's say and,
1: did you get your uh, lot lizards.
2: They're not, they're, they're uh, not yeah, called lot lizards. It's, Haven't it's you been listening to this
1: show?
4: Yeah, corporate company now.
2: Um, yes, there was an initiation ritual and I, I got my trucker hat because uh, I impressed him with backing the 29 foot U haul up that cliffside out in the park that I got lost in
4: he got a c uh, Harlan got his uh, Masonic CB handle name what, 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 what was it what, what did like kosher tail or something like that
2: <laughs> I, d- I I don't <laughs> think that was a thing but uh, nice try
4: uh, uh. it was a, but so why'd y'all talk where's Nick at
2: so you saw that that poll that was on the Facebook page about well, who's your favorite? Of course, favorite he did. He voted for
4: himself twelve years. He half the votes. Yeah, Nick um, won.
2: Yeah, guys, this whole like anonymity thing is all like out the door. I know, but that doesn't mean you you quit trying. Like you, all of you, like <laughs> actively being involved with your regular Facebook profiles. There's uh, a reason oh. I didn't
4: <laughs> oh, oh, I You know, I didn't think about that. I'm gonna go in and delete it.
2: You know what? I'm not one to really talk, because as I was sharing with Bruce, I, um, I talked a lot about the KCCH thing uh, mm-hmm. on, on a couple of shows ago, not realizing that the Scottish Rite posts that list on their website. So, <laughs> huh. Oops.
0: Oh, wow. Not well, that it matters at this point. Like it's it's only like a half joke anymore. But but still, like it's it's, you it's know, like we just keep crying.
4: It's 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 just kind of a ha ha half joke to the regular podcast, podcast. listeners. Mm-hmm. But for the occasional listeners or the people that just catch on, for them it's still like a yeah.
0: There are it, still people. There's still yeah. people absolutely convinced that we are in Western Pennsylvania.
4: Yeah. Um, he, he's talking?
0: The, this this is your buddy harlan
1: <laughs> i know uh,
0: you remember me we we met a few times at lodge a while back
4: <laughs> uh, well, something's wrong <laughs> nick's not on the show right you no we're
1: talking about anonymity <laughs>
0: oh god so jeff uh, you, you didn't, didn't go to the halloween party last year did you i did not that's i didn't
1: it, come around until that's right a little after that it sounds like this guy from uh
4: have you ever there. seen
1: the news where they're interviewing somebody that doesn't want their
4: yeah yeah identity revealed. Um, what oh, was yes. that guy think um, about
1: the conversation we're having
4: the the the, the <laughs> man with the cigarette uh Mulder and scully um yes. X-Files? Yeah. It sounded the, like that guy.
0: The smoking man?
4: The, the, yeah, the guy with the cigarette. That's what the he smoking. always called
0: him, the smoking man. Okay, <laughs> yeah. That's what Mulder called him. I right, forget that's, what his actual name was. Oh, th- Were you doing something? What? You didn't just make your voice like that, did you?
1: You do no. not notice it with mine? I can hear the echo on mine. It's done it to mine, too.
4: I hear an echo, but I heard a different voice on here. Uh,
0: the smoking man is probably listening in on our show because I'm on to him. That's my 4chan exploits that I do off the show. <laughs> um, anyway, back when Tony was like a big dude in the city council and whatnot and kind of ran his little town, started doing this Halloween party and there's always like a disturbance of the peace call that gets called in and then the cops show up and then he like offers them a drink and... Next thing you know, like people think they're just people in costumes but they're actually cops. Uh, Dude,
4: the first year they came, that I, I got scared because people really did think that they were just dressed up as cops. They were grabbing their guns, Three or four of the women were hanging all over them, and yeah. every, every year now, I tell them at, at the village at the city hall, I tell them, "Hey, the, the party is on such and such date, and they all argue over who's going to get the call. Because yeah. that's, it's kind of a legend in the police department about coming to the party and having all these girls hanging on you.
0: Yep. So that's and, a true uh, story. Yeah. What happens there stays there. And if information starts to leak, the local police will hunt the source down.
4: Yeah, it gets like, crushed. One uh, year, Superman caught on fire.
0: Oh yes, yes,
4: that that, that happened. <laughs> that did happen.
0: Um, though there's it, it's it's a fun time, but it's kind of like our own little small town, Pennsylvania eyes wide shut thing we got going on. It's uh, it's it's unique. So and, I can't imagine well, you working with this guy after that night, but we'll see how that goes.
4: One, th- and this is honest. This is from the heart. This is not trying to make anything up or anything my biggest fear every year is that no i was a nerd when i was growing up i didn't have a lot of friends and one reason i joined masonry and that's honest to god truth um but every year my biggest fear is that nobody's going to come to my party (laughs) that's it's like a inside i'm just always scared to death
3: well maybe you should try inviting them
1: (laughs) My, my mom did that one time when i was in high school she had a pampered chef party and you know, I'm hanging out down in the basement playing on my Xbox, you know, just trying to avoid all my mom's friends. I go upstairs like an hour what's supposed to be an hour into this party, and it's just my mom and the lady that's supposed to be hosting the party. I'm like, "Oh, are you already done? Uh, nobody showed up. I felt so bad for her that I didn't go back downstairs until the lady left
0: <laughs> Jeff Jeff Mrs. Tony listens to the show, you know that right sometimes, yeah. And, and oh. this Halloween thing is like her, her yes. biggest thing that she does. And if she finds out that you just drew an analogy to a pampered chef party.
1: <laughs> well, oh. I was, I hey, was thinking I think that you talking about people not showing up.
4: Well, oh. the thing is, though, when you have a Tupperware party. She gets party, that
1: in
0: context.
4: When you have a Tupperware party or an Amway party or. Anything like that, that's one thing. I mean, I ain't coming to it. Um,
0: or a baby shower, Josh. And I didn't.
4: <laughs> yeah, but well, that was wrong. To, that was wrong from the beginning. I'm sorry. Men have no business. At, men should be there at the making of the baby, and then your duties are done until you take them out for drinks on their 21st birthday. That's that. That that's Wait, the your wife
0: or the kid. What a...
3: You, <laughs> I, was, I, I was just curious as to how many men should be there for the making of the baby.
4: As many as three. it takes, as many the as Halloween it takes part.
0: the <laughs> Halloween party. We'll say no more. Right.
4: Well, you're, you're not allowed to open unless you have three or more.
3: So That's Y'all, true. we still got three shows before Tony's Halloween party. So we got plenty of time <laughs> to talk it up.
4: Uh, right. Um, um, but but that, that is random
0: a... people showing up with like the because the autism <laughs> right. of Reddit is very powerful, and people are gonna hunt this party down. And there's gonna be random Reddit dudes showing up.
3: <sighs> hey, made up we, Tony's house.
4: We should we should we should record some snippets with blanked out with the eyes blanked out where nobody can know who's.
3: It's a Honestly, costume
0: party, Tony. What
3: we should do is the show from Tony's house that night. Oh, not during the party. I'll be
0: like belligerently show. drunk.
3: Exactly.
0: Yeah, sounds like a good reason to do the show. No, no, no. It's <laughs>
3: worked out well for us every time in the past. No, no,
0: no. We we don't want to <laughs> broadcast like international crimes. No, 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 no. Not not the party. There's maybe, a... maybe before the party. Maybe the next morning when we're all hungover. Oh, that's a bad idea. I don't know about oh. during. Um... Maybe you could do a five-minute like live stream like with someone's phone.
4: Oh, I almost got arrested this weekend. So down in Florida, they do homecoming up big, like like homecoming week. Here locally, they have a homecoming parade, and they do a little rah-ha stuff, but they don't really do it like they do in Florida. Well, this was homecoming spirit week or whatever for the school. So I go down to Florida to pick up my sister. It's a little bit north of Orlando. We go to this place called um, Mount Dora, okay? It's a cute little town with shops and things like that. So my wife goes into one of these little shops. It's got all kinds of stuff in it. And, I mean, it's just literally packed with all kinds of stuff. So I, this is honest-God truth. I handed her my credit card of my allowance money and said, Here, honey, just buy yourself something, you know, have fun. I went back outside and sat down on the bench. Well, I'm looking out there, and there's all these gorgeous young ladies in – in sin-inducing outfits, okay? And um, anyway, and they were with their young men and stuff. And so I'm I, I'm looking at them. My wife comes back out, and I'm not looking at them perverty. I'm just enjoying, it was just a nice little small-town atmosphere. My wife comes back out, and I said, something's going on. There's prom or something. So I went up to one of the couples and asked them what's going on, and they said, well, it's homecoming. Well, my wife and my sister sit on the bench beside me and then proceed to knock every woman whatever they were wearing. Those shoes don't go with that dress. Now, these are high school kids. Those shoes don't go with that dress or this doesn't go with that or that. And so we're all sitting there now knocking. Of course, I I jump on it, too. Uh, I I jump on it, too. Yeah, that's horrible. She shouldn't be wearing that. Oh, she's got way too much hanging out of that dress, you know, playing it up like guys do. This one woman, this one young lady walks by. And she's like 40 pounds of potatoes in a 20-pound bag. I mean, she's very curvaceous, but there's just a lot stuffed into that dress. My wife uh, looks at her as she walks by. Curvaceous
0: and craterous aren't the same thing.
4: Well, this was was actually, it it was Jessica Rabbit looking, okay, type dress. So, anyway, she walks by my wife says, she should not be wearing that thong with that dress. And so I turn and I'm like, What do you mean? What what's wrong? You don't wear a dark dark thong with a light colored dress. And I'm like, I don't see a thong. And so she's going on and on about it and I didn't see it. She got too far away. Well, we walk around the little park area where they were at, and now this girl's only like ten feet away from us and my wife says, Look, look, there she is. Look at her thong. Look at her thong. And I'm like, Honey, I am not turning around and staring at this high school girl's thong. (laughs) (laughs) The, <laughs> and so, but, but I did do the side eye the best I could, you know, the trying to look without looking type thing. I didn't have my sunglasses on, but I literally had my wife trying to get me to look at a high school girl's thong. So huh. there's that. That counts. Yeah, that counts. Yeah. Beat that.
0: <laughs> you're you're supposed to be trying to deter Bruce's interest in your spouse. I, I don't think you're helping <laughs>
4: Well, my mm-hmm. wife wasn't wearing the thong, so that's uh, yeah. them, them days sailed way past.
3: Uh, Holland, so, I, I just appreciate you pointing out the reason Tony didn't invite me to his party. I, yes. I, I, to- I totally get it now.
4: Where yeah. is it? Uh, where I never did answer. A me. Bit where of n-
3: apple pie moonshine,
0: and you're gonna be showing up with your girlfriend, she's gonna be all jealous. It, it, oh,
3: jello shots,
0: man. Jello shots are. <laughs> They will and kick jello you shots.
4: In, jello yes. shots will kick you. You you don't even make it to the jello shots. You don't get past the fire fireball stuff.
0: Jeff, oh, don't god. take don't. don't take the jello shots. Oh my god!
4: Um, are we have? I cannot find our party on Facebook. Where well, yeah, I never did ask. He got you, ask disinvited. Me. Did Nick get fired? Did he quit? You were you were going to talk about the poll.
0: Yeah, he. That's why you asked why he wasn't here. And we That's told why. You that poll happened on Facebook.
3: That, that, that yeah. did not turn out as well for him as he had hoped. Really? Why is that? What happened? Nobody voted or, for him. Or,
4: oh, I thought because he got added or something. He, he no. didn't care if he got added. He was in it for the glory. Yes. Out in hell. Everybody we kind knows of who, want to delete that who. whole
0: poll now because all of uh, all of the responses were for one of your personas.
4: No, they weren't. He's the. Uh, hey, on my vote, I, I put Harlan. Admin,
1: right, he? He's white. put
4: Harlan, Bruce, Nick, Jeff, then me, then Truman. No, then Truman, then me.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: I put
4: myself last in the poll. So.
0: Oh.
4: Okay, somebody's got to share my party with me because I can't find it. I was going to invite you real quick, Bruce, and I can't. <laughs> <coughs> I can't. You got uninvited, it. buddy. <laughs> Dude, I might have. What date's it on? The twenty
0: eighth.
4: On the twenty eighth. This stuff's not in order either. It Facebook's stupid. Do. Facebook's stupid. Did y'all hear him tell about how Tom Petty died? Really? Y'all didn't know Tom Petty
1: died? I am kidding. It it's mm-hmm. been We'd the, heard every every song on the way to work and the way home was a Tom Petty song. I didn't know Tom, he had that many songs. Tom Tom Petty did the Lazarus deal. He died, then he wasn't dead,
4: and then he died again. So that was, that was, that, that, that happened. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah.
4: I'm a big Tom Petty fan. I don't have a party.
0: You know, dead and coming back and dead again. Tony, you're, Tony, um, you're,
3: you're, you're playing it up a little hard there, buddy. I was going to come just say
0: that. Well, we had the Scottish Rite meeting this week, and we were all excited because we got the new automated defibrillators to <laughs> to post up in the building. <laughs>
4: that's one thing for old men to be be excited
0: about (laughs) dude you laugh these things took forever because apparently there's like regulatory issues and you got to order them like way in advance because they're the super fancy ones that like talk to you and and all the stuff while you're using them um and so we got this whole like class that was done by one of the guys on like how to use it and when to use it and what have you and then explaining how we're going to put them up in these these special cases that you have to break the glass on. Ostensibly so that'll send an alarm to emergency services. But really it's, I'm pretty sure the SGIG was afraid we were all just going to be playing with them. Um, and so now they're all going to be locked up. And but to be fair, own, that was our oh yeah, intention. We would really be useful. playing
1: with them. Like,
0: if you own yeah, them, you I
1: get to play with them. Hey, if you just just to warn you, if you don't need them, they will kill you.
3: Really?
1: <clears throat> yes. The the I whole guess. purpose of a defibrillator is to actually stop your heartbeat. I went to the allow yeah, to resync itself. But these,
0: these so have like if the little part heart is beating;
1: beating it, will it will stop.
0: But these have the little pink pads, like for kids. And so, if you plug the pink pad pad in, it lowers the voltage. So, you know, if you're just trying to screw with one of your buddies, pat him on the back. Hey, buddy! Glad to see you. It's
3: a hilarious really? prank. Why don't you just put the paddles yeah. on both sides of their brains?
0: See what happens. Low voltage. We, we, though, we were going drink. to. We were going to. And then the, the IG had to go ruin all our fun and be like, "No, we're gonna lock these up with a with a thing that calls the ambulance and whatnot." Because we're adults here. Mm. I so, went to one yeah. of those drug awareness.
3: <laughs> nah.
0: I
4: went to one of those drug awareness things where they teach you about to be aware of drugs. And um, they gave Did us all they, free like, Narcan. You
3: Find them and stuff.
4: Well, you know, it's really silly because they do. They're telling you, you know, drugs are everywhere, and of course, you, I'm, or not me, another guy, back in the back. Well, where exactly are you finding these drugs? Where do you think <laughs> they're the
3: worst at? Well, that's why the. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I can say that. I don't know if that was a nationwide thing. Never
0: mind. <laughs> the heroin epidemic is a nationwide thing, Bruce. It's not yes. unique to okay. us. Yeah.
3: So we'll, no, now, I, was, I was actually talking about the Dare program from the '90s and how bad it failed because it showed kids that drugs was were like nationwide. okay yeah. things instead of like this scary thing to be afraid of. Because like the cops would bring drugs into the classroom and show the yeah. students, and they'd be like, "This is the drug, and this is what it does." Yeah, so and what people do tried it because of the program.
4: And what people do is they take this spoon and they take this lighter and they put it under the spoon like this and heat right, it up, right. and then they yes. put it into this. Start this uh, strange, and they shoot it right here in this vein, and it and gives they, you the most incredible feeling in the world. Yeah, people so love it. That,
0: yeah, then they bring the dogs in, you know, to like show the yeah. drug dogs off, and they're like, "So we we got this packet of marijuana that we we've, we've dropped over here, and then the dogs running to it, and then it's like, but if you put this in a can of coffee, yeah, then
4: the can't, dogs can't find it then, <laughs> or yeah, it's, it's, or, or the other thing denied. that they're doing. Is so showing- I've still got
0: my little my little trophy. It's about like you know three inches tall or whatever that you get in the fifth grade for completing the dare program.
4: Yeah, it's got the little hole in the back. Oh, you can make a bong out of it. That- <laughs> yeah,
0: I've got it somewhere. Like I've got this box of like stuff like that it's in the attic somewhere. Of like, well, those, like the thing is though, they they talk
4: them. about all the drugs and they put them on the same level. If you smoke marijuana, it's a gateway drug, and you're going to die. You're going to be addicted forever. Then the kid smokes a joint and finds out, hey, I'm still living. It wasn't that bad. I wonder if they're lying to me about cocaine. Let's try that. You know, Just be honest about the stuff. You know, This will make you feel good, but you're going to gain weight because you're going to sit around and eat all the time. This is going to give you a huge high. It's going to make you peck or stay hard longer, but it will make, give you nosebleeds. This shit, or sorry, this stuff, because... Will kill you, okay? You know, you're, you're having this instead.
0: conversation right now, and you're worried about profanity. I...
4: Well, but no, what I'm saying is,
0: be honest
4: about the drugs. You know, it's, no. there was a there was a radio talk show host a conservative talk show, and I called into her and talked to her. Harlan knows exactly who she is, and yes. uh, they were having a drug conversation, and I said, if you want to take care of the drug problem, here is how you do it. You tell your kids that you did drugs when you were younger. Don't lie to them, and tell them that yeah, it was okay or whatever. But it's but I thought it was really it made me really cool. If you don't hide the drugs, you don't try to fake them, you don't try to do all that stuff. If if the, your kids are not going to try something that mom and daddy did, because that's not cool anymore. So let's take away the cool factor, and that's how you that's how you get rid of them.
0: I tend to think um, you just. Do everything like alcohol and tobacco. I don't know how it was when you were in high school, uh, but when I was there, if you wanted to get your hands on some marijuana or well, heroin for that matter, anything you wanted, like you could find it really easily in high school. But if you wanted a can of beer, oh my God, oh, yeah, you, you couldn't alcohol. get alcohol for anything. If like, I, you, just, you just couldn't. Uh, okay. In my
4: day, uh, and this was, gra- I graduated in 81. In that period of se- the late 70s and early 80s, if you wanted to get some marijuana, I would go into the smoking section. The high schools, or the uh, high school I was at, outside the cafeteria when you had uh, lunch break, you would go outside and smoke cigarettes. They had like a smoking section there for you for the high school kids. And uh, we would go out there, and that's where, hey, you got a nickel bag. And back then, a nickel bag cost $5. That's why they called it a nickel bag or a
0: dime so bag. How many marijuanas yeah. are in a nickel bag?
4: You, depending three. on how you depending on how you wrote them, you could get seven to eight joints out of a nickel bag, five bucks. It was supposed to be a buck a joint.
0: But, incredibly knowledgeable about this. But how many marijuanas yeah, I, I
4: is that?
3: It's three marijuanas, Harlan.
0: Three marijuanas.
4: Okay. <laughs> three marijuanas. <laughs> Um, and then the the big thing back then, though, it, it was cheaper. But you might have some stems in there and some seeds and some things like that. If you wanted back, what was big in my day was quaaludes. We called them uh, quads or ludes uh, in speed and amphetamines. In-
0: and his connection's cutting out.
3: And Tony's gone.
0: The quaaludes got his connection. <sighs> I don't think he's coming back. Is he, Tony? Tony, twitch your face if you can hear us. (laughs) (laughs) Guess not. Uh, All right. I guess we're all uh, we're all done here. Sounds like it.
3: I I think that's actually the perfect time before Tony gives further advice on how to acquire (laughs) and use drugs. (laughs)
0: Let's go ahead and the show. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks for listening to episode 179 hey, of the After Lodge podcast. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. You can find us on Facebook. Just look up After Lodge and uh, maybe chime in on that poll and you know boost Nick's ego a little bit so he comes back and out with us. We, we like him. That's why we make fun of him. And when we're making fun of him, we're not making fun of me. So I like it too. Uh, You can hang out with us on IRC at irc.snoonet.org, pound sign, Freemasonry. And of course, the best place to find us as always is on the Freemasonry and after subreddits. So get on Reddit, come up with some better things to talk about. Don't get stirred up in the drama. Stay classy, and we'll see you next week. Later. class, <laughs> <of this> <laughs> <All> <laughs>
4: classy San Diego. We'll
5: <laughs> oh, that's how you end it. Where the sun comes up About ten in the morning Then the sun goes down About three in the day And you fill your cup With whatever bitter brew you're drinking and you spend your life just thinking of how to get away. Well, no one ever knew there was coal in them mountains till a man from the northeast arrived, waving hundred-dollar bills. He said, "I'll." Pay Never left Harlan Line. Granny, she sold out cheap, and they moved out west of Pinewood, to a farm where big Richland River winds. And they danced them a jig and laughed and sang a new song Who said we'd never leave Harlan alive tobacco wasn't selling and no granddad knew what he'd do to survive he went and dug hot harlan cold and sent the money back to granny but he never left harlan Love, where the sun comes up about 10 in the morning the sun goes down about three in the day and you fill your cup with whatever bitter brew you're drinking and you spend your life just thinking of how to get away and the sun comes up about ten in the morning and the sun goes down about three in the day, and you fill your cup with whatever bitter brew you're drinking, and you spend your life digging coal from the bottom of your grave. In the deep, dark hills of eastern Kentucky that's the place where i trace my bloodline and it's there i read on a hillside gravestone you'll never leave